Welcome back, friends. You are here for another episode of the Love Your People Well podcast, and I'm so glad that you are here because today we are talking about friendship. Specifically, we're going to be talking about tips for making friends as an adult, (laughs) because if your life has been anything like mine, or mm, let me think about it, I think pretty much every woman that I know, it's just a little more difficult to make real, deep, meaningful friendships as an adult. It is certainly not impossible, and I hope that you already have some women that you would consider really great friends. But the reality of life is that very few of us stay in our hometown as we get older, Um, and even if we do, a lot of our childhood friends might have moved away from our hometown. And so we find ourselves in a position where after college, and maybe even multiple times after that, if we move again, we have to make new friends wherever it is that we have landed. And sometimes it's, it's more difficult, or at least it feels more difficult than it did when we were kids. <laughs> uh, when we're kids, a lot of times other people are identifying our friends for us. You know, our moms plan play dates or um, our, our house determines what school we wind up going to. So we're already limited in who it is that we're going to connect with. And then, of course, we, you know, personalities click or don't click and we wind up making friends. But we often don't have to go to the same intentional effort when we're young as we do when we're older and we're looking to make new friends. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you eight specific tips, specific action steps that are going to help you connect with friends later in life. And I am not at all suggesting that you disconnect from your childhood friends. That is a really important part of friendship. There is simply no replacement for people who have known you your whole life, who can tell a story about, hey, that crazy thing that happened back in second grade or whatever it is. But it is also very important that we have people around us, physically around us, who we can turn to for encouragement, for help, for prayer, and for fun just to enjoy life together. We talk a lot on this podcast about our relationship with God and loving him well, our own mental health, emotional health, and how to love ourselves well. And we also talk a lot about our family, how to love our husbands, our kids, and the whole kind of family unit as a whole. But it is really important that we do not neglect those outside the home relationships. We need to invest time and energy and emotion and care into our friendships, into our community and our neighborhood, and into our local church. If we are not connected in these places, we are going to feel that in our lives. And you can go back to episodes 9 and 10 and uh, listen to the what, why, and how about loving others, loving our friends, our church, our community, Those first 10 episodes of the Love Your Well podcast are kind of a starting guide. The what, why, and how about loving God, loving yourself, loving your family, and loving others. And so if if I'm talking about how do we make friends as an adult and you find yourself thinking, eh, that's really not a priority in my life, then I would challenge you to go back and listen to episode nine about what it means to love others and why that matters in our lives as well as episode 10, which gives a top 10 list of how to love others, to connect with people who are outside your home, you're not seeing them as frequently, but you do want to invest in those relationships. 
All right, friends. So with that introduction, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Friends, before we dive into our conversation about making friends as an adult, I do want to take a moment and give you a resource that will help you connect with your family. Because we are right here at the start of the school year, which um, no matter what age your kids are, I have always found, even before I had kids, and they're not school age yet anyway, but I still find that the fall season is a really good, like, jumping off point for me. It's a a time to kind of refresh, to reorient myself to what my daily schedule looks like, what routines I'm engaging in, what my habits look like. And usually in that process, I, I personally notice there are some spots where I'm falling short, where I am not as connected with the people who really matter to me as I want to be. And so it's a good time to kind of hit pause figure out what's going on and and hit the reset button to kind of refresh that relationship. And a lot of times that happens for us in our family relationships. Can it happen in our friendships? Of course it can. But I do want to make sure if you are starting out the fall season, the back to school season, and you're starting to feel rushed, overwhelmed, busy, you're getting kind of stuck on autopilot with your people, then I would encourage you to sign up today for the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy, the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. This resource will help you learn in less than 10 minutes a day, five specific skills. These are tools that you can just stick in your back pocket, pull them out when you need them to figure out, okay, if we're stuck, if we're stuck in a rut, I don't really like where things are at today, We can figure out using these tools, what's going on, where do we want to go instead of where we're at today, how do we get there, and make an action plan. So if you are feeling kind of stuck in a rut with your people, or you have noticed in the past school years that that has happened over time, then just sign up. It's five days. It is short, sweet, and simple, less than 10 minutes a day. You will get an email every morning with a one-page downloadable handout, um, a little worksheet that will walk you through the tool for that day, as well as a link to a five minutes or less video training from me, explaining the tool and helping you apply it to your situation and whatever is going on for your family. So you can find the link in the show notes for the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. And if that sounds helpful and encouraging to you, I hope that you will grab that resource today. With all of that in mind, as we shift gears to dig into these eight tips for making friends as an adult, let me start off with my quick disclaimer. I am a licensed therapist, but I'm not your therapist. This podcast is not therapy. Um, None of the resources from Love Your People Well LLC are professional professional or personal advice but there is a link in the show notes to a page on the website it's loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash counseling 
if you have thought about counseling, that might be a helpful resource to kind of think through would it be helpful and how to connect with a great counselor. So let's jump into friendships as an adult. And if you listened to um, the first 10 episodes of this podcast where I talked through the what, why, and how of our four pillars, love God, love yourself, love your family, and love others, I shared, particularly in episode two, that friendship is an area of my life today in my current season of life where I am hoping and working intentionally to grow. I would like to make more friends. I mean, uh, I have plenty of acquaintances and I do have friends in my town today, but I didn't grow up here, whereas a lot of people around me did grow up here and have stayed in their hometown. And so it's been a little difficult with how busy life is. You know, we've, we've had babies, not just babies. We had triplets. We both were working when we first moved here. And today I'm home with the kids and There's this crazy little thing called COVID that has shut down the entire world for over a year. And so it's been hard to get connected and really make deep, meaningful friendships. And so this is a topic that I have thought about a lot personally, and it is a topic that comes up on a pretty regular basis with women that I sit down with in the counseling room. Because usually we know that friendship matters and we want to have great friendships but we get kind of stuck in the how. How do I do this with what my life looks like today? How do I actually connect with other women? So let's just jump in. Tip number one, be intentional about seeking out women who are in a similar stage of life. So wherever it is that you have landed today, you know, maybe you are a stay-at-home mom of little kids like myself. I have triplets. They're not even two years old yet. Um, So I would love and in working on connecting with women who are in a similar stage of life. But you have to be intentional about this. And so some of the places where I am looking to connect with women is um, like the children's story hour at the library. There are probably going to be other moms there who have young kids. Our church offers, um, they call them life groups. Some churches call them small groups or Bible studies. But does your church have a small group that is targeted toward your similar age group. Um, Maybe it's young married couples. Maybe it's specifically um, moms of preschoolers or whatever that might be, which probably jumps in my head because another place that I am excited to plug in this fall is the MOPS group at my church. Moms of preschoolers, they meet every other week, they have childcare. So those are just some examples, but whatever season of life you are in, Look around you and try to find who are other women who are in a similar stage of life. Now, that does not mean you can't have great, deep friendships with women who are in different stages of life, Um, but sometimes it's easier for us to actually make room in our schedule and connect with women who are in a similar place. Um, It gives us a jumping off point, if nothing else. And so that is tip number one. Look around you, whether you're at the grocery store, you're at church, you're in your neighborhood, Who do you see that is at a similar stage of life? And then that leads us to tip number two. So when you notice who these women are, walk over and say hello. (laughs) Introduce yourself. And specifically in that initial conversation, tip number two is ask questions. 
we all like to talk about ourselves. I mean, that's just a psychological reality. And we often feel more comfortable talking about ourselves. And so asking questions about their life, um, tell me about your kids. How did you guys wind up in this community? What do you like about this church? Um, Do you work? Where is it that you're working? Asking questions Number one, you don't have to talk as much, okay? So if you're feeling nervous, it's a good way to put the spotlight on them. Number two, most people are comfortable talking about themselves, the things that they enjoy, the things that they do. And so you're putting them in a good position to feel comfortable and to engage in conversation. If you do feel nervous about this, like, I don't know if I could walk up to a total stranger and say hello, just set yourself some sort of realistic goal, Um, which might be something like, okay, every Sunday at church, all I have to do is have a two-minute conversation with a new person. I'm going to notice them. I'm going to take a few deep breaths. I'm going to get up my courage. I'm going to walk over and say, hi, my name's Jessica. I don't think I've met you before. What's your name? Or figure out whatever opening line you want to have. You know what? You can even look in the mirror before you leave and rehearse it. They're not going to know. All they're going to know is, oh, good, someone came over to say hello. Because if you are feeling nervous, trust me, my friend, a lot of other women who you might walk up to and say hello are also feeling nervous. A lot of us don't really like to have conversations with strangers, but we're more than happy to have that conversation if they initiate. So if you can follow this tip, tip number two, walk over, say hello, ask them questions that will hopefully present an opportunity to get to know each other. Now, you don't walk away from that first conversation like deep soul friends. That's just not the way that real life works. But that does put you in a good starting place. Tip number three. In that first conversation, as well as future conversations, there are two things that will help you develop this from an introduction into a friendship. In those conversations, use their name. Remember their name bonus points if you remember the names of their kids, their husband, you know, it shows them that you are listening and that you're paying attention. And in these conversations, remember the details that they share. Now that might sound a little bit overwhelming, especially if you were feeling nervous in the first place and you're like, it's all I can do to say hello. I'm not going to remember anything we talk about. And if that's you, just jot down a few notes after you walk away. That could be in your phone. That could be on a post-it note. No one needs to see these notes. No one needs to know that that's going on. But if you're worried that you're going to forget, just jot it down. Today, I met Cynthia. She's married to Mark. They have three kids. Shoot, I already forget their names. That's fine. I just remember that there's three. And she's a stay-at-home mom and her husband is a doctor or whatever it might be. Just jot down a few little notes. And when you know you're going to see that person again, now we'll talk in just a minute some tips about how to connect with them again, but maybe you met them at church or you met them at the library or the grocery store. Okay, you don't know you're going to see them again at the grocery store, but at church, at the library for story hour, you know you're likely to run into them again and just review those notes before you go into that situation the next time. Use their name and remember the details that they share. Tip number four. So now we're looking at how do I move from an introduction to actually getting together, actually intentionally spending time together, because until you're doing that, you're you're probably not really good friends. So tip number four is for you, you, my friend, to initiate an outing or some sort of get together. Now, that's only going to happen if in one of those early conversations you get their phone number. 
And that's not that's not weird, okay? Just to say, hey, you know what? We have kids the same age or we we share this hobby or interest together. I would love to get together sometime. Can I get your number and I'll shoot you a text? Get their phone number. And then the challenging part that I would encourage you to try is to use that phone number to send them that text within the week. Don't wait a super long time. You take the initiative, get their phone number, send them a text and say, hey, how about we fill in the blank? How about we grab coffee on Thursday? How about, do you want to come to the mops group that's meeting this week? I would love to introduce you to some people. Whatever it might be, let's get the kids together at the playground. Text them with a specific invitation to get together. And now my friend, don't feel weird, don't feel shut out, don't feel rejected if they say no. Because if you're busy, you know they're busy. If they're a mom of littles, they're busy. If they're working, they're busy. If they're a human being in 2021 or whatever year you're listening to this, they are busy. Like people are busy. That's just real life. And so don't feel rejected if they say, oh man, I really can't do that. Um, that's okay. That doesn't mean that they never want to get together with you. And what I always try to do is make that first initiated contact. If they can't do it for some reason, wait another week and try again. Personally, I will usually try that three times. And if they're never available, then it's like, okay, I guess their life is just a little too busy right now for new friends because they might already feel really plugged in and, you know, their time is filled with kids they grew up with or, you know, whatever it might be. I don't need to take that personally. It doesn't mean they don't want to hang out with me, Jessica. It probably just means they're really busy and getting together is not a priority in their life in this season for whatever reason. So initiate that get together. Give a specific invitation by text within a week. Now that could be something fun that's new, like you've got white space in your calendar and you're like, great, let me fill that with a coffee date. Awesome. Or it might be inviting them to join you for something that's already on your calendar. Come to the mops group with me. Come to this Bible study with me. I love the children's story hour at the church. Do you guys want to come? Do you ever check that out? You don't necessarily have to add things into your schedule. You could invite them to join you. I have friends that I'll text them and be like, dude, I got to go to Sam's Club and do like a big shopping trip. Do you want to come? And of course, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. That's fine. Tip number five. As you do spend time together with this person who you would like to have a deeper friendship with, be vulnerable. Now, I don't mean turn that coffee date or that play date with your kids at the playground into a therapy session. That eventually friendships do sometimes get to that point where you can just pour out your heart and really dig into something deep and vulnerable. But you do need to be able to have a level of vulnerability or else your conversation and your relationship is never going to get beyond you know, gosh, this crazy thing happened yesterday, or how did you and your husband meet? I mean, you can have some fun conversations there, but at some point, someone has to go deeper, has to share an emotional experience that connects with whatever story you're talking about, or shares something they're struggling with, or something they're excited about. It doesn't have to be a hard, painful emotion. You can be real about gosh, we're going on this family vacation soon and I'm really excited because I feel like we never get to spend time together and that's really frustrating for me and so I'm really excited about this vacation. Whatever it is, go deeper. Share your emotions because that is how things will actually move forward into a deeper and deeper friendship. 
if this is something that you struggle with, again, I would encourage you to think about it in advance. What am I comfortable sharing? What would I share? Well, what words would I use? And you can practice that. That's something I encourage in the counseling room all the time. I have people practice with me. Oh, you're going to have this conversation. It's hard for you. It's difficult. It's awkward. Practice with me. <laughs> practice in front of the mirror. Practice with your husband. Wherever it is that you do currently feel comfortable, practice being vulnerable so that then with this new friend, you feel a little more prepared to go there. Okay, tip number six, use social media to your advantage to make friends as an adult. Um, Social media, I mean, in our most recent episode, I talked some about the pros and cons, the good and bad, about how we use social media. And one of the great things about it is it gives us a chance to connect with people and make friends. So you might search for local hashtags um, for events that might be going on where you can step out and meet people. Um, And I am confident there are Facebook groups out there for your hobbies or your interests or your season of life. And let me just insert right here, shameless plug, we have just started a Facebook group for the Love Your People Well community. And so if you're struggling to make friends, my friend, we are already here. (laughs) Go into the show notes. You'll find a link to the Facebook group. If you're not sure how to find it, you can just search it in Facebook. Do a search, Love Your People Well, and the group will pop up. Send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. It's at Love Your People Well. And you're like, I don't know where to go. And I will send you the link directly. But you can join our Facebook group to connect with other women, other Christian women who care about their relationship with the Lord, who care about their family and having a great, deep marriage and a great relationship with their kids, women who care about their own emotional well-being. We are a like-minded group. We are a sisterhood. And so you can join us right now. But whether it's joining the Love Your People Well Facebook group or joining a different group or following some hashtags, use social media to connect with people. And then you're going to want to follow these same steps, right? You're going to want to initiate conversation, use their name, um, be vulnerable in an appropriate way. Again, you're not just spilling out your whole life story in your first post in a group. Um, That's, that might feel good for you, but it may not be the best way to actually connect in a meaningful way with new friends. But you can go in and see what are people talking about? Where can I offer an encouragement, offer a scripture, offer a question that's going to help people engage? Tip number seven, initiate hospitality. Don't worry about how clean your house is or isn't. Yes, you might want to sweep the floor or shove all the junk that's on the floor into your your dryer, so it's out of the way, shove it under the bed, whatever. You might want to move some stuff out of the way, but people don't really care if you have dusted recently. People don't really care if you have mopped the floor, if you've made your bed. Just invite people over. Invite them over for a meal. Invite them over to play a game. Invite them over to watch the Olympics or whatever it might be. Hang out with people and initiate that. Use your home and your space to encourage people to come over. And then tip number eight is to be purposeful to stay connected. And my friend, this includes old friends, okay? With social media, with text messaging, there is no reason that you cannot stay connected with the friends that you grew up with or from a previous town that you lived in. You can stay connected with people. 
but you also need to be purposeful to connect with these new friends, to send a text, to give a phone call. I mean, you know what? Your phone probably does more than just check your social media and send a text. You can actually use it as a phone. I really struggle with that, but I love to talk to my people. It's just a variety of things get in the way. And then it's like, oh, wait, I could actually call you and have a conversation. Be purposeful, reach out to people and stay connected. A lot of times we wind up feeling discouraged because we have a thought process like, oh gosh, that friend hasn't called me in a long time. I haven't heard from them. Um, maybe they don't really want to be my friend anymore. You know, we start coming up with all these negative thinking about the friendship. And the reality usually is that they're busy. It's not that they're avoiding you. It's not that they have rejected you. It's that they have a lot on their plate and it simply has not gotten to the very tippy top of their priority list to send you a text or to reach out to you in some way. But I guarantee you that they will smile. They will love it when you reach out to them. Even if you have to leave a voicemail, even if they don't text you back for three days, you can reach out. You can initiate that connection. All right, friends, those are my eight tips for making friends as an adult. Let's recap them and then we will wrap up this episode. Tip number one, seek out women who are in a similar stage of life. Tip two, you initiate walking over, say hello, and ask some questions about their life. Tip three, in every conversation, use their name and remember the details about what they share with you. What's, what are their kids' names? What, what do they do for work? you know, whatever it might be. Tip four, initiate outings or get togethers. Just send them a text with a specific invitation. Don't take it personally if they have to say no, but you reach out and initiate. Tip five, be vulnerable. Be ready to share your emotions and not just what's going on in your life. Tip number six, use social media to connect with women. And the Love Your People Well Facebook group is a great place to do that. It's fun, it's encouraging, it's helpful, and uh, you know that you're going to be accepted. (laughs) Tip number seven, initiate hospitality. Invite people over. And tip number eight, be purposeful to stay connected with old friends, but also with new friends. I would love to connect with you further about this. You can find me in the Facebook group. You can find me on Instagram, uh, but just reach out. If you're struggling connecting with a friend, you're wondering what's going on in this relationship, I would love to be able to join you in prayer and encouragement so that your friendships are deep and meaningful, that they add value not only to your life, but to your friends' lives. Okay, friends, that is all we have for today. Try out these eight tips. Um, join us in the Facebook group. And if you are worried about your family's intimacy and connection, don't forget to sign up for the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. Hugs and blessings, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.